We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Insider Mark Cavalli from The Athletic. All right, Mark, give me a percentage on Mason Rudolph returning to the Steelers next year. Ooh, you know what? I haven't been able to talk to him in a while, so... I'm just speculating here, but I'd say about a good 30%. Here's the thing about that. If the Steelers really wanted him back, they can make it happen. I mean, you just give him a, uh, a contract offer that's, you know, pretty decent. I'm sure he'll come back, but I don't know if that's what they want to do or not here. But uh, I think it would be in the Steelers' hands if they wanted, they really, really wanted him back, which I think they should. I think they should bring him back and have that competition with Kenny, with, you know, Kenny maybe a foot ahead of him where Mason would have to you know, clearly beat him out to be able to jump ahead. Well, if not, you're, you know, you're taking chances here, Pony. I mean, you're taking the chances of Kenny struggling, Kenny getting hurt, and all of a sudden, who do you go to? Because Mitch will be back, right? So I would say 30% right now, but I think if the Steelers wanted it, they could make it 100% real quick. Mark, if they brought him back, though, and they said, like, you, you had it where Kenny started out a foot ahead, maybe in, yeah. the, in the team's mind, like in the coaching staff's mind, I feel like if that happened, though, if they were both back, Mason Rudolph would, uh, Rudolph, Rudolph would start out ahead and maybe by a considerable margin with the rest of his offensive teammates. And, you know, the thing with that is I know that Deontay and Pickens love Mason and, you know, and didn't some of the him, other right? guys though too? Like, isn't am, am I crazier to Dan Moore and Warren and other guys talk about camaraderie yeah. and they felt like they came together late in the season, yeah. stuff like that? Here's the thing with that is Kenny comes out, has two or three good games, has a preseason type of game in a regular season, and guess all of a sudden who's patting him on the back and hugging him? George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. So right now, those guys see that. Mason's making their career better over the past three to four games. Um, but if Kenny comes in and be successful like that, they'll switch in a heartbeat. They would accept him with with open arms. I don't think it's any sort of thing to the fact that, you know, Kenny's a jerk or anything like that. I think it's, <laughs> those guys just view it as they're helping their bottom line of getting to where they want to get to, and that's why they want him out there. Mark, you said if the Steelers wanted Mason Rudolph, they could make it 100%. So then yeah. why don't they? Why is it only 30% in your mind that he's back? Probably, well, look at the pass, right? You think they're sold on him on four games? They probably should be. I mean, but the bottom line is for two, three years, they did anything they could to uh, either not get rid of him, but at least not give him an opportunity to show what he can do because um, they put themselves in that situation. They really thought he was a sure bet and not just a Jake Browning, Joe Flack of flashing the pan back to reality. Then they would have, you know, at least made him the, the number two last year. They wouldn't have waited till Mitch Trubisky absolutely crapped the bed in Indianapolis 
to put him in. So I think in the back of their mind, there's still just a little bit of skepticism there. And do we want to um, invest a ton of money into him right now? I've been saying this forever. I would, I would definitely offer him two years, have it basically line up with Kenny's two years left and may the best guy win and moving forward, who wins that battle? Um, you are a quarterback of the foreseeable future. Mark, uh, to move over to the offensive coordinator part of this, I know Mike Tomlin said technically, if I'm parsing, they would. he was asked if he would prefer his next OC have prior experience as a play caller at this level. Do you think that that is a, is a 100% must or that they will be open-minded with some of these guys who are coming up through the coaching ranks when they're trying to make mm-hmm. that hire? Honestly, I think he might have had enough of the non-play callers. If you look backwards, you work backwards of, you know, Sullivan being the guy that just did a, a little bit to Canada, didn't do it on this level. The Fichter didn't do, do it until... Well, with all due respect to him, though, right? Matt Canada and Randy Fichtner are not like guys from the Shanahan tree who haven't called plays. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could have a happy medium in there. I mean, I, if I had my brothers, I would definitely... I want a guy that's been there, done that, but I don't want a guy who's 57. I mean, not to discriminate against age because I'm quickly approaching that number. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I don't know. You know, I would much rather have a guy that has a, a body of work of being able to call plays and a guy who's younger than rather than a retread. So um, I, I think a lot over the past, what was it, three, six, well, seven, eight years of not having that experienced play caller has just got put him to the point where he says, you know, I want a young guy. I want an offensive-minded guy. I want a guy that's been, been there and done that before. But, you know, a guy who's been there and done that before probably is uh, not readily available. You know, he's probably has moved on as a head coach. You're either going to have to take a leap of faith on some of these really young guys who could be good, or could just, you know, just be bums to be flaming out or a guy that has that at least a little bit of experience. So I don't think that's an end-all, be-all. He has to be a guy that's called plays before, but I think he definitely prefers that. Mark, who's going to pick the next offensive coordinator? Oh, man, I think <laughs> you, you want the company line that says it's going to be a Steelers decision? No, no, I, I want, want the, the real answer from you. That What, you think we're asking you for the company line, Mark? We want the, the straight dirt. Now. The straight dirt, Mark, the real deal. I, um, I just look on the, the – I really do believe Art's going to have a huge, huge say-so in it. I mean, they're going to the Senior Bowl here in another, what, week and a half, and Art normally goes down there as well for a day or two. I'm sure they will be talking to some guys there. I mean, obviously, everybody's going to have to be comfortable with it. I can't see Art coming out and saying, you're hiring this guy, period, end of story. I'll leave my office, and I don't want to hear anything about it. But if it's a guy, I'm pretty sure that Art's going to have a huge, huge say-so into it. And Tomlin's going to have to, you know, if if Art wants that guy, Art's going to get that guy. And that's truly how they've done it in the past with coordinators, and I don't see that changing right now. Do you think Omar Khan and, by extension, Andy Weidel will have a significant role in that process? They might. No, I think they might have a – depends on what you're talking about. If we're talking about suggesting people, 
yeah, because I think Andy has a lot of contacts around the league where he can say, hey, this guy, I like this guy, we'll hook you up with this guy. But I think when the you know the, the decision is made, he's not in the room. I don't think, I, I mean, Omar might be in the room, but I don't think he's going to have a say-so in it. So I think they can put, point him in the right direction and give him a, you know, a a pat on the back and say, hey, this is the guy that you should look at. But I don't think they're gonna, either one of those guys will make the decision. More likely that Broderick Jones starts the 2024 season as the starting right tackle or the starting left tackle? You know, that cracks me up, man. I mean, they had Dan Moore at right tackle. Then they all of a sudden said, oh, you know what? He can't play right tackle. Mm-hmm. Let's give him the harder position. I mean, which one is it now? I mean, I mean, I would put him at left tackle. But you got to be a little bit careful of how you're going to move forward here with your offensive line. Do you want? Or what are you doing in free agency? I mean, are you going to bring somebody in who is specifically right tackle capable so you can make that move? Are you going to draft a guy? Are you going to keep Chooks instead of maybe Dan Moore and no. have Chooks work out there? Amarius so, Mims from Georgia. Mark, I'm calling my shot like I did on Jones you're not, last you're year. Not, you're not going to get two in a row, honey, right? I mean, Mosley, you're not going to get two. Why not? I once made nine straight threes. (laughs) Maybe you should play for the Pitt basketball team now, then. They can use someone to help. Mark doesn't believe the nine straight threes, by the way. He doesn't believe that story. I always had that before. Who does? You don't believe Uh, that. No, nobody believes I can't even make nine straight threes with a little Nerf ball in my kid's basketball hoop. Okay, speak for yourself. Was it it a regulation ball or was it one of those kid balls? Oh, yeah, we were all up at Penn State hungover playing know. in the IM building with a child's I basketball. I don't know. I don't know. But back to the more important stuff. If you're drafting Broderick Jones, you want to put him at left tackle. So I think unless there's some kind of extenuating circumstances where he has to go to right, I think they'll move him to left. Mark, look into your crystal ball. We're not going to hold you to this, but on January 19th, give me the quarterback that the Steelers bring in for competition for Kenny and give me their offensive coordinator for next year. Oh, uh, oh, wow. I don't even know if there's anybody worth it for competition, right? The the, the quarterback pool is not really deep, is it? Yeah, but if you said 30% uh, for Rudolph, that tells me it's going to be somebody else. Yeah, I'm just saying maybe they do keep Mitch then at that point. I don't know. I mean, they could keep Mitch if they know Rudolph could be gone. So maybe I will think that that they will keep him around if Rudolph is gone because I don't think there's a ton of guys out on that market that I would really be looking into, you know, as a backup capable okay. guy. Of and course, how about the OC favorite? Mm, oh, wow. That can go in so many different ways right here. Let me channel Joe Starkey. Word association, Mark, next Steelers offensive coordinator. The first name that pops into your mind, Marky. I don't know if I can think of one right now that, that jumps off the page. I mean, That's I'm not, not how liking, the game works, Mark. You're supposed to say I'm, one name. I mean, I'm not I'm not liking the Kingsbury type of situation where you hear people talk about him. I don't even know. Wow. I was not going to be left, which... I could tell you who's not going to be more than it's going to be. Um, honestly, I don't, I, you guys stopped me right here. I have no idea who this new guy might be. I think the Rams passing game coordinator, I forget his name, Skate Zach right Robinson. Now. He's, he's never been an OC he, before. I know, he's an interesting guy. Um, 
but I don't think that's where they're looking at right now. I don't know, man. Uh, you got me stumped on this one. This is I, I sound like Ed Bouchette trying to ask a que- answer a question here. I just I just <laughs> oh don't know, my guys. God, Mark. I All don't right. know, guys. Well, we'll try. <laughs> we'll try it. again. We'll try again next week. Thank you, Mark. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.